I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hell World. I am, as always, your host, uh, Poker and Politics, a.k.a. Mike Rains, and I am joined today, as always, by Sarge. Hello from the internet. And the mysterious L. Happy New Year, my beautiful babies. So, um, we had the holiday season come by, and uh, we had a bombing on Christmas, which you're going to be incredibly shocked to find out that QAnon had some opinions about. And oh, also, that, 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 that's a that's a that's a great like I like I like your enthusiasm. We're hitting the ground running, but we have a lot of stuff to do before we start talking about the news. Oh, I know about that, but I'm just I was just wetting their appetites. I was just giving them the tease before I got into the other things. No way. We we bury the lead on this podcast underneath a, a generous layer of us shilling and a content warning. Uh like like some sort of delicious Q lasagna. <laughs> The the Q Lasagna Podcast. I think that's going to be our new name going forward in the new year, 2021. Look for that on uh, Spotify and all your other sources. So uh, speaking of the first layer of that lasagna, let's get the content warning out of the way. This is the part of the podcast where we wait with bated breath for the content warning to happen. Uh, apparently, <laughs> as my, as my computer... The Adventures in Hell World podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. And what a well-weighted for content warning that was. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this might be a good time to to uh, address the elephant in the room, which is our podcast lateness, <laughs> which we all agreed that regardless of the real circumstances, we were going to chalk up to technical difficulties. Uh, and those technical difficulties, no, n- none of the listeners are going to know if those don't involve your computer being unable to play that drop properly, leading to like three or four solid seconds of excruciating pod silence. <laughs> People who are listening to this in their cars commuting to work are going to like, you know, just be so confused. They're going to drive off off the road and into a ditch or off into a river if they're going over a, a bridge. That I mean, I really hope that we haven't contributed to like some sort of like mass casualty event as a result of my computer's inability to load 
uh, an audio file uh, swiftly. And the people that are working from home are going to be so disoriented. They will wander out into their garage, get into their car, and they drive it into the (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I... I now know the power I have. The weight of the world is in my hands. I will uh, try to make sure my computer is more betterers in the well, future. Well, don't, don't worry. You'll, you'll get another opportunity at doing some sort of like Halloween 3 mass suicide uh, podcast thing. Or was it Halloween 2? See, I don't even know what I'm, what's going on anymore. You've disoriented me. Anyway, you're going you're gonna to have another, a, another drop opportunity once we get to Q in the news. But first, got to talk about shilling. Mike! What sort of shilling you got for me today? Uh, I have the shilling that we always have, where if you uh, like what we're doing and want to support our work, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash poker and politics. And if we are not worthy of your cold, hard cash, but you have some money to throw around, uh, please donate to love146.org, an anti-human trafficking organization that actually does the work that QAnon always talks about doing, but actually is counterproductive, too. Uh, finally, uh, obviously, the Georgia runoffs are nearing on January 5th. That's going to happen. That's, for, that's very soon. So any money you can throw their way so we can actually have a Senate that might actually do something like give us those $2,000 checks that Mitch McConnell fucking won't give us. Yeah. Because he's a piece of shit and fuck that guy. Uh, that'd be just lovely. So Yeah, the, uh, run- the runoffs are so close that there's a little pre-runoff coming out of the tip. Yes, all of that, all of that. <laughs> I slid that one over the plate so that I could watch Sarge's reaction, and it was just as glorious as I was expecting. Uh, when, when I think of Mitch McConnell and runoff elections, I think eroticism. So I'm, I'm glad that L was able to like catch my mind waves and take us down. He, he checked uh, the boxes on my granddaddy and turtle fetish. Yes. <laughs> Uh, this is the uh, the sensual senatorial runoff podcast, as it were. Not not since Kung Fu Panda have I jerked off so much. <laughs> you get it? Because there's another old turtle in that movie. Yeah, you guys get it. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, <laughs> this podcast is off to a great start. We're really <laughs> sparkling, absolutely sparkling start. But um, but yeah, um, actually having um the Senate work for us instead of actually working against us and basically um, trying to put in a destroy the internet provision on top of uh, giving us money was, is a really odd thing for the guy who's in charge of the Senate to do, but that's what our esteemed leader, Mitch McConnell has elected to do. So uh, yeah, we all get to be fucked. So if you want to unfuck us, uh, help out the Democrats winning Georgia, because that'd be nice. Vote blue, you cowards. If you're in a position to do it, yeah. do it now. And, and even if you're not, just commit commit voter fraud. That's what the Republicans claim we're doing anyways. So, hey. No, if you're a Republican, you're just not supposed to vote because it's rigged. Can't win, don't try. Right, exactly. You, Republicans, we are cheating aggressively, so just quit. Democrats, wink, nod. We're not actually cheating. We're just voting. There's, there's actually just more of us than there are of them. So that's why we win in elections where popular vote matters most of the time. So, yeah, so those things. Those things are true and just run with them as it were anyway so that, that that wraps up our shilling portion does mike have the bump for cues in the news i do have that bump does my computer want to play that bump is the question let's find out right now <laughs> what's everyone's favorite death cult been up to this past week it's time for cues in the news thanks it worked. based on 
Oh, it started to try. It tried, it tried to do it again. So I guess well, well, my 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 it worked was a little uh, premature. Yeah, way way premature. But uh, going back to what we teased you with at the start, uh, there was a bombing in Nashville on Christmas morning, and uh, yeah, there's been a lot of talk about that in the QAnon community because there's nothing they enjoy more than uh, acts of terrorism that they can blame on either good guys, bad guys, aliens, third parties. <laughs> um, this is, I mean, this is, this is a sandbox they like to play in. This is what they live for. So uh, the facts on the ground, as it were, are that uh, this guy who literally has the middle initial Q, uh, Anthony Q. Warner. Oh boy, shut it down. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> that, that, I mean, maybe that's why uh, Q hasn't been posting very much recently. He's been too <laughs> making this fucking RV bomb to s- scare away and then blow up people in Nashville. Yeah. So our boy, Anthony, um, did this very weird thing where he warned everybody to get away from the uh, RV and then it blew up and it was uh, apparently blew up near an AT&T building which led to all kinds of uh, thoughts about this being either a, um, a bad guy attack to blow up um, attempts to uh, analyze, audit the voting machines in Georgia, which again, this is not in Georgia. It was in Tennessee, but who cares? Yeah. Uh, I've heard directed energy weapons were used and not a bomb. Directed uh, energy weapons, huh? Now we're talking earthquake machines, yeah. directed uh, energy yeah. weapons. Is that yep. a laser? Does yeah, that- pretty much. I mean, we di- we didn't get Gauss rifles, so we didn't go full battle tech. But um, and basically, there was like this long Q and because Q doesn't have their daddy anymore to tell them what to think. Oh, is Q still silent? I oh yeah, Q hasn't posted since. Uh, we're not going to take it. Yeah, it's leading me to believe that he did in fact take it. Yes, I made that uh, joke last week, but it's just as true now. It really is. I mean, seven or eight days later, it's even more true now. He continues to take it. Yes. He is going to take it like a chump. Yeah, we're over three weeks now of icy silence from the guy trying to save the world from the greatest evil that has ever existed. And you would think, given the fact that, like, I don't know, like, literally Biden's about to become president in 20-odd days and the Antichrist is going to rise up and destroy us all, you would think that this has anything to do with it, but we'll get into that during our next (laughs) So in our production meeting, you talked about we got to lizard people finally? Uh, Well, yeah, that was the actual motives of the guy who did it. I had started off by espousing the nonsense of QAnon's theories about why this happened. Got to make sure I keep the nonsense separate. Otherwise, we might get confused. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The the actually, like the kind of like the why this mentally ill guy did the bad thing he did. um, It seems the original uh, hypothesis for the past few days has been 5G that uh, he was into the whole 5G cooking us, killing us. It's deadly. It's how the government's tracking us and all that kind of stuff. Spreading COVID. Yeah. It's spreading COVID. Oh yeah, exactly. COVID is not real. 5G radiation poisoning is real, et cetera. So all of that was the original kind of belief behind why this was happening. And then 
uh, just recently it came out that the people have like found more of this guy's materials. They've talked to more people who knew him and he was also into lizard people. He was also into the David Ike nonsense about the reptiloids and all that kind of stuff. So we're dealing with a guy who clearly was on the fringes and really didn't have a good like grasp on reality and just went to crazy town. And then on top of the other thing that was really awesome was that apparently um, he had been visited by law enforcement. I think it was FBI like previously. And like the people that knew him were like, yeah, he's making bombs. He's, he knows how to make bombs. This guy loves bombs. It's all he does. <laughs> and the FBI was just like, yeah, I love bombs. He, he was the Crumbopulous Michael of bomb making. And uh, apparently the FBI was just like, is he white? And they were like, of course he is. The FBI was like, what do we care? And just walked away. So, uh, and then holy shit, he made a giant bomb. Uh, so fucking crazy. Which has a right now. I'm trying to justify what he did, but it is pretty clear that he was trying to like prevent any sort of loss of life or even like, injury to people right he th- this was some sort of like targeted demolition of a structure yeah he was, he, he, was attacking, he was inside the van i guess yeah it was a, it was a suicide bombing of uh, a building that like had 5g and like wi-fi capabilities and there was like talk that like a lot of people in nashville like didn't have service for like days after the attack because like that was what he was kind of trying to do was like punch out the ability of this building to uh, allow people to use the, the internet and their and their and the five G network. So did the people of did the people of Nashville snap out of their government induced stupor because the five G went away and then turn against the tyrannical government with their Confederate flags flying? Yeah, uh, apparently not. It, but, it, but it is possible or, they did. And or the were they just completely annoyed that they didn't have cell service for a while no <laughs> you be the judge <laughs> yeah, this, is, this, is, this is where we need this is where we need to get our our uh, adventures in hell world like road crew together we could just go to nashville and just interview people and just be like on a scale of one to ten how annoyed are you and on a scale of one to ten how much of a burden has been lifted off of your shoulders because the radiation the government's pumping into your brain went away so, <laughs> you might not have been a cure, but he definitely was Q adjacent. He was definitely a deep conspiracy theorist. Well, what what, do, what does the the Q community? Uh, let me let me take that one again. Uh, well, we'll fix that one in post. What does the Q community think about this, Mike? Like, do, do they think he was one of the good guys? Uh, they this and this is the problem without their big daddy to lead them. They're all over the map on this guy. Um, again, because his name was Anthony Q Warner. Um, I actually like people took. Like the the you can get the word anon out of Anthony, and then you can get the word worn or war out of Warner. So I saw like QAnon war as being like one of the ways they translated his name. Then they translated his name as QAnon warn that he was either declaring war or sending a message to warn us about something. Does, uh, does the fact that he was sixty three and has had that name his whole life? And QAnon is a three to four year old movement ever come into the, they're just like, no, mm. they, they, they're completely, they, they have no desire to ever tie logic. <laughs> Time <their> travel. <laughs> no. Yeah. Or, or they're, or they're thinking to themselves that like literally this guy was part of like the pre internet Patriot movement. And like Q team knew one day they would need to mobilize him for this great task. 
or whatever. I mean, they, yeah, can you, ma- can you imagine this guy? They were just like, oh, he was he was a secret Q operator from the eighties, and he's the, what did they do? Like activate him via fucking fax or whatever? <laughs> they beeped yeah, him. Pretty, yeah, pretty much. I mean, like this is what they always say about like MK Ultra people is that like you're a sleeper, and then like someone like walks behind you one day, and it, and, and then it's just like extra dry pastrami and then you just like lose your mind and start killing people it's just like there's a code word that just like sends you into a ar-15 grabbing and murdering spree and that's just the way our government works why would your deep secret code name be an incredibly thrilling sexual maneuver i have no idea but i mean (laughs) that's the that's the way the cabal operates everything is incredibly sexual with them turtles pastrami it's just all like this Menagerie of the ocean. You better believe that they, they, they fantasize about the ocean. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, did they ever? Oh god! Turtles and kraken, krakens just frolicking in the ocean. It's yeah. So he is either. And the thing is, they don't know. He's a good guy. He's a bad guy. Uh, he did it. He didn't do it. He's a patsy. I mean, it, it, there's so much. Uh, they don't. Need, they don't have a narrative for this yet, and. It's and probably, Q won't say anything, so... And Q ain't going to tell him what the narrative should be. And really, Do any of them think this guy was Q? No. I that. that would be awesome. If so, if someone actually went that way with it... it Has anybody great. pointed out how much Anthony Warner sounds like Anthony Weiner? Think about it. Oh. Think yeah. about it. Does he have a laptop? Does he have something... I mean, maybe the laptop was in that building. Possible. Maybe possible. being too being too old to get into the building in order to destroy or secure the laptop, he had just had to take it upon like an RV or a van to do it. Oh, that was like uh, Major Dad, who is apparently aggressively ageist. Was just he had like all these like photos of like blown up sections of the, of the, of the area. And he's like the the he's like the, and the FBI, and the government wants to tell you that a sixty three year old man did this by himself. And it's like, well, yeah, making a bomb is, is making a bomb a young man's game. Wasn't the Unabomber pretty old and he was getting his bomb on pretty effectively? I mean, this isn't like something that requires a lot of like physical strength and incredible dexterity. It's just no way, man. We, we, we all know that uh, every every good chemist on the planet is some hotshot 20 something <laughs> fresh out of college. Where we yeah. go one, we go maybe this guy. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and, it, and, it, and he all. I remember also he was he was claimed that the Vegas shooter couldn't possibly have done it because he was sixty four. Because pulling a trigger on an automatic weapon is something you just can't do when you're old. It's fucking impossible. No, it's totally, so, yeah. totally impossible. No, no old white man has ever been responsible for any sort of crime. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I have to move my copy of Mein Kampf out of the way here. <laughs> your, your your personal copy of Mein Kampf, huh? That's a... Uh, yeah. <laughs> we get some revelations on the podcast here. Trying to figure out yeah. how to trains run on time, eh? <laughs> Trump sure didn't. Uh, uh, hey, Operation Warp Speed's going great. We're all getting our vaccinations totally on time. Oh, yeah, I forgot okay, the thing. Speaking of Trump, we somehow forgot to put it in our uh, in, in our show notes. But like one of one of the other biggest news stories is obviously like Trump coming out in favor of the two thousand dollar check, like ha, to, to, with, without Daddy Q to to steer the boat through the wave storm or, or the storm wave or the Kraken tsunami. Uh, do do does Q know what to make of this uh, this word from on high that two K checks are the way to go? 
Uh, they love it. They love Trump. They love the 2K checks. They, I mean, this thing was almost kind of like uh, a QAnon initiative that like got to Trump because when the deal got struck for the $600 checks, everyone in QAnon was like, this sucks. Veto this Trump. It's bad. We're angry. We want more money. And then like a couple of days later, Trump comes out and is like, hey, give everyone $2,000. It'd be fucking incredible. And like there is so much of QAnon right now that is all about uh, now Trump's exposing the Republicans corruption. And now we're seeing who the bad guys in that party are. And there's all these people like it's really again, this is like another schism that's happening inside of QAnon where there's guys who are like, hey, guys, we got to vote for the Republicans in the Georgia in the Georgia runoff. We got to take care of this. We got to like help out. blah blah blah. And then we have guys who are like. After Trump gets sworn in on January 20th, I'm done with the Republican Party. Don't give a shit about him anymore. They're all crooks. They all suck. Fuck them. I'm just a Trump man. Trump through and through. So you have this, like, really interesting, like, thing. And, and there's been a lot of talk about, like, the Patriot Party, this third party that's going to be formed out of, like, QAnon slash, like, lunatic MAGA who don't want to support the Republicans. So this is, like, kind of this new paradigm these people are working off of where you have like Joe M and others are just like hardcore back the party back Republicans will make this work in the long run and then you have people like Major Dad and also like CJ Truth who are like fuck the Republicans they're a bunch of corrupt assholes Mitch McConnell's a piece of shit like we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna start our own party with hookers and blackjack It's, so, it's good to see that we can finally find some common ground with Q supporters, and that is, or well, some some Q supporters, and that common ground is that the Republican Party blows and sucks at the same time. Circular breathing, like he was playing a clarinet. Yes, <laughs> it's really, it's really breathing. Hey, I, it got me. I don't know why. But, what uh, else sucks and blows simultaneously, Sarge? <laughs> The Republican Party. That's it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we have we have that dichotomy going on where you have the people that want to just back the party, and the other people are just like only Trump. And Trump was an outsider. He took the Republican Party over to MAGA and kill all the liberals. And now we're probably not going to get all the liberal murder, but we still love Trump. So, so the, the gung ho Q people, the 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 Q supporters that thought that the president had the power to point the National Guard and other branches of the military just at any target at any time and have them disappear. How do they feel about the fact that their president can't even point the Republican Party at two thousand dollar stimulus checks and make it happen? Uh, they, they, this is indicative of just the Republican Party being shitty. Is there any way that to convince these people that Trump has no power? That Trump is. The, the Trump is the emperor with his dick out. <laughs> what? So I, I was reading that McConnell is trying to tie two thirty to it to like make it a poison pill. What's what's two thirty? Uh, two thirty is uh, section two thirty, which is basically uh, the thing that indemnifies uh, social media platforms and internet providers from lawsuits based on the content that's written on their sites. So if you say something terrible about somebody, you can be sued for defamination, but like Twitter can't be sued 
for it because the person can't say, well, Twitter let you say that about me. So I'm suing Twitter on top of you. And 230 just says, no, you can't sue Twitter for the comments individuals use on these sites. And you just have to go after that person. And if it's Devin Nunes's cow or whoever, like good luck trying to be able to figure out who an anonymous shit poster is. That's bad news for parlor. Like everybody on Parler says terrible, terrible things. Well, Parler would go out of business within 10 seconds of 2.30 going down. And on top of that, as I think we've mentioned before on, on, the, on this podcast, in Parler's terms of service, if Parler ever got sued for anything, you said you're a defendant in the lawsuit. You're part of it. They pull you in and you become party to the lawsuit. If your genocidal like psychosis got someone to sue them because – they were like targeted by your death threats or whatever. Like you're actually now a defendant and Parler's not on the hook for them by themselves, but even dragging you into it, Parler would face so many lawsuits. It would be mm-hmm. fucking awful for them to exist. And as I've like pointed out to other people about this, if two thirty went away, like, like the internet's gone. The internet, as you know, it doesn't exist. Twitter would literally be results of sporting events and pictures <laughs> of cats because if you typed in anything to Twitter and hit send, it wouldn't get posted for another 20, 30 minutes because a lawyer would have to look at it and make sure that Twitter wasn't going to get sued for what you just fucking said. And if you had even the mildest of opinions or even the, like the slightly spiciest of takes, Twitter might just like reject your tweet and be like, we can't post this due to liability issues. So you literally have to be nothing but happy, cheerful, and joyous you can't criticize anyone. You can't say anything negative ever because we're afraid of a lawsuit. So it would be it would be so funny if the Democrats ever called their bluff and passed two thirty repeal on top of the two thousand dollar check, and we're just like, okay, idiots, destroy the fucking internet. See how you like that. And all these conservatives who want two thirty to be repealed because their idiot daddy Trump wants it repealed, they'd be really happy when like they logged on the next day and Gab and Parler were down. And it like all of their hateful tweets on Twitter were disallowed. They just didn't get posted because Twitter's like, nope, we're not posting that. Oh yeah, by the way, we're also just going to ban your account because we can't we we can't trust you. We know what you're going to say. Two thirty going away would lead to way more censorship, not less. But they don't understand that it's a dumb buzzword. It's a stupid thing that they heard they heard like once, and now they're running with it for forever. Like get rid of two thirty, hold the tech companies accountable and it's like well you do that the tech companies will just stop providing a service idiot i mean it's it's so ridiculous yeah and so i was reading mcconnell keeps trying to tie the two thousand dollar checks to that yeah oh yeah like basically like trump's three dumb demands were a two thousand dollar check 230 repeal and like a congressional investigation into election fraud and the Democrats would laugh their asses off and agree to the investigation and the voter fraud because they're not going to find fucking anything. So McConnell knows the only way he can make the Democrats not vote for this is to create the president piss babies three demands bill and tie the 230 into it, at which point, like, literally every uh, senator and representative who has anything to do with the tech industry has a lobbyist calling them up and going, you can't get rid of 230 because if you do that, like our business actually fucking dies. <laughs> so like, yeah, every, everyone would come out of the work at uh, the woodwork in support of 230 tech industries, dental industries. Get it? Yes. Did there, guys. 
<laughs> so just shaking his head at me. No, you don't understand. I know. Thirty, like the number two hundred and thirty. When you when said like that, it could also sound like tooth hurdy, which is a dental thing. Like you would need you would, you would need a procedure for, and therefore dentists would want that because that increases their revenue. Yes. In the same way that the actual bill two hundred and thirty prevents tech companies from being, you know, it allows them to accrue revenue off of Twitter. Yeah. However, that works. Yeah, but well, it allows engagement. It allows people to actually post on their fucking platforms. Usually, it's the revenue. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, capitalism, exactly. baby. Like, like this was like uh, what happened a couple years ago when I, I don't I forget what the actual legislation was or what actually happened, but it basically became a thing where platforms that allowed um, like kind of like uh, prostitution of some level or like sex work where it was like kind of a gray area, like escort services or whatever. I think it was like back page or whatever, but like there was like something that happened where uh, back page had to shut down because they could be on the hook for like illegal activity. And then Craigslist was like, we don't, we're not doing personals anymore because we know what Craigslist personals look like. So fuck that. So like, this is what's going to happen is like, whenever you do one of these things, all that actually ever ends up happening is way more covering of your of your ass than liberty and freedom. <laughs> Wait, are, are you are you implying that the Craigslist personals page was a place where I could go for some uh, sex work? Why didn't anybody? Uh, who could have known? Why didn't anybody tell me this? I'm sorry, we we, we slept on that one. Every yeah. time, every time I went on the Craigslist personals uh, looking for love, it was always some like Bible study girl. Like trying to get me in good with the Lord and other wholesome individuals. Yes, that was that was pretty much it. It was just like wanting to go to prayer camp, wanting to get closer to Jesus. There was no one looking for some snow or anything like that. Those, actually, those... I should I should I should clarify before I get in trouble that uh, I don't think that <laughs> all sex workers are not wholesome. I do think that the ones advertising on Craigslist are probably not that wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like if you if you if you're a wholesome sex worker, then I'm assuming that you're probably Elf, hot take corner. Yeah, I mean, it, like, we, you know, before it went away, we all, we all, we all know what the Craigslist uh, personal section was like. I think wasn't it a Craigslist personal where the guy got uh, busted, and in his lawsuit, they actually used the whole uh, cheese pizza is a code for child porn thing to uh, like help. That certainly him. sounds right. Yeah, I have no I, idea, but probably. I mean, he was on Craigslist. Yeah. Was he was he dressed as a Ninja Turtle? Uh, I hope so. I, I that hope- would be the ultimate cheese pizza defense. Just show up as a Ninja Turtle. Yeah, I was talking about pizza. It's uh, a point the FBI is going to kick in Mitch McConnell's door, and he's just going to put a bandana over his eyes. He's going to be like, <laughs> "That's our contractually mandated uh, '80s reference for the episode." <laughs> Uh, we don't have any contractually mandated ones. That was just a freebie. That was Problem a freebie. is, we're, we're going to give away all the freebie references before anybody pays for any of them, and then and then then we're going to be hoisted by our own petard. We're going to have to be like, ah, now we're going to have to talk about perfect strangers again. <laughs> <laughs> I almost asked if that was the one with the little girl robot. That was small wonder. Oh, small wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect Strangers had Cousin Balky. He did. Balky Bartonowitz or whatever? Yeah. Bartonowitz. Yeah. <laughs> Why do we remember so much about Perfect Strangers? <laughs> Dog, I do not know 
beyond division, mathematically. Like, division is where no, it no. is. <laughs> but I remember Perfect Strangers. Yeah. My, my partner's father uh, related to her after the holiday, and he's like, Sarge just knows so much about nerd stuff. He just goes on a whole nother level. How can anyone retain that much? And it's just like, I... Like, I don't know how to do taxes. Like, there's so many, like, I couldn't, not that it's a skill you need anymore, but I couldn't balance a checkbook. Like, no, if taxes wanted to get done by you, it would have had a catchy theme song. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's what our niche should be. This is is our our, our weekly big brain, multi-million dollar marketing scheme idea of the week. And that is, uh, we become people that write jingles for activities that blow. Real life skills. Real life skills. And then we uh, somehow parlay that into making money uh, by like, you know, hitching our way. Like H&R Block needs a tax jingle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's leaking. Here's how to turn off your water. Do, 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 do. Yeah. We just go up with a Casio. It's, yeah. like, it's, it's like a personal service. Like, like it's literally us with a keytar just vamping while you do shit. I'm, I'm, I'm going to need a vocoder or something in the background. Just be like, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> you, you can be Imrain, like yeah. T-Pain. Yes. Oh, this and this is what people are tuning in for, to hear us talk about this. <laughs> shit. Yep. Uh, okay, so <laughs> let's steer us back onto the road there, L. Uh, so we, we got through the natural bombing, and we got through the, the stimulus checks. Uh, so I guess it's time we talk about Howley. Yeah, uh, yeah, our good boy Howley uh, has decided to uh, join the Petulant Piss Babies on January 6th, where he is actually going to be the first senator in forever to object along with idiot representatives to force the House and Senate to go to their respective rooms and then uh, vote to agree if the election was legitimate or not in X number of states. Petulant Piss Babies is my favorite Blood Bowl team. Oh, God. Uh, they are they were they were a very good Skaven team they had for a long time. Yeah, I was going to say Goblins. The Goblins would have been fine, too. Well, well, except he couldn't say they were a very good Goblin team because that doesn't exist. That doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Blood Bowl burns. Yeah, going deep into the weeds on the, on the dumbest of games. <laughs> um, Anyways, I'm going to try not to roll triple skull here and continue going along here. Yeah. Uh, So this is going to lead to something that Mitch McConnell didn't want. And like even all the articles that are talking about Howley's uh, whining little protest here are saying like Mitch McConnell told these guys not to fucking do this. And when you look at the like 2022, uh, map for the Senate, the Republicans are defending like 22 seats. The Democrats are defending like zero, basically. Almost all the Democrats are in safe places. Most of the Republicans are in places you would think are safe, but who knows? But like Marco Rubio is going to be up in 2022 and nobody likes that guy anyways. And now Marco is going to have to cast a vote either in favor of a coup for Donald Trump or he has to admit the election was fair. So it's like, if he admits the election was fair, I'm sure there's a lunatic in Florida who loves QAnon very, very much, who will primary Marco and call him a treasonous sack of shit who didn't back the God Emperor. And if Marco does vote in favor of that idiot treason vote, then whoever the Democrat is in the general election is going to be like, Marco Rubio doesn't really care much for democracy, wanted to make Trump dictator for life. Is that fucking good? I don't think it's 
vote Democrat. This is so, all the definition of a no win vote. There's right. no. No. Yeah, I mean, like, like it, it, I mean, the getting these people on roll was like, a, like, a, a yeah, like, was a coup in and of itself, and just because, like, you know, yeah, I mean, it, like, what, having having them like on the record voting yay or nay is 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 like very important for all of these like downstream political races. Yeah, yes, all exactly. political theater. Yeah, and, and and that's what that's what makes it so dumb is because. They know the House will never accept this, and so they know it's going to fail, yet now you're going to have all these people, like, having to, like, fucking stick their asses out for this shit. And every Republican who won a House race by, like, eight or less points, like, this is so fucking bad for all of them because it's either get your ass primaried by a nut on one side or like you literally have some people like writing campaign ads against you for two years on the other. It's like, this is just awful, which is why McConnell didn't want this. And now it's going to happen and it, it and it's going to achieve nothing. I mean, what Howley is doing this for is obviously because he's going to run for president in 2024 and he's like putting his flag in the dirt saying I'm the MAGA candidate for 2024 Hmm. and you vote for me. You're voting for the guy that rode Trump's dick the hardest. And that's what I'm here for. Like vote, like go for me. And the best part about that is, is like, who's to say Trump isn't just going to run against him. Who's to say that like Don Jr. Won't run and his and Trump and, and daddy Trump will be like, vote for my son. He's the MAGA candidate. I mean, you're asking for loyalty from a group of people that, are promising you nothing. I mean, you absolutely have no reason to believe that you're going to be able to like hold the MAGA vote yourself. Like so many people are going to run for that and have gravitas in that sphere because they're either a Trump family member or Trump themselves. Or if like fucking Michael Flynn ran for president, like all the idiot QAnon people, all the ki- all the idiot MAGA people would love Michael Flynn to run for president. So like fucking Howley trying to get those people on his side with this dumb protest while burning all of his uh, fellow senators who are up for re-election in 2022. It's such a dumb short-sighted move. It's, it's really crazy to me how many people are still like looking at the flaming and sinking and exploding Trump ship and thinking, yeah, I want to get on that. Like, it, I mean, it is crazy. And uh, I'm not going to lie. Like the, one of the most surprising twists at the tail end of 2020, everybody was terrified of what Trump was going to do like while he was sitting in the office as a lame duck. And I don't think anybody would have pegged like poison pilling the GOP was going to be his move. Cause it seems like at least the past week or so, like everything Donald Trump has been doing, I mean, he's still a piece of shit and I still hate his guts, but the moves he's making now, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of him. He's yeah, out there trying to fight for more money for Americans. And at the same time is like causing these crazy fractures in his political party that I hate. Like, that is a big win for Trump in, in the L book. Yeah, I mean, it is, it's so ridiculous. Like, his narcissism and his misery, like, on his way out the door, he just wants to burn the GOP to the ground is what it feels like. And it makes me laugh so much because imagine if in, like, 2016, as Trump was running for president, if, like, some person, like, fell out of the sky and was like, by the way, this idiot is actually going to win. He is going to be a fucking shit show like you read about <laughs> for four years. 
then he's going to run for re-election, lose to Joe Biden, milk toast, dull-ass Joe Biden, going to lose to him by 7 million votes. And then the 2024 primary for the Republicans is going to be who can suck that guy's dick the hardest. Like, who can be most in favor of the disastrous one-term president who was rejected emphatically by the American people? So you think Trump is kingmaker in four years? I don't see how he's not. I mean, it feels like he's just going to be this. He's going to he's going to get what he always wanted. He's going to get to be this power broker that's going to just be able to like just swing his dick around and talk about how great he is and make everybody like listen to him and do what he wants. But now he doesn't. He's not the president. He just gets the second guess Biden and all the mistakes he makes and like tell the Republicans how to more betterers fight him and the Democrats. How much of a power broker does he really get to be having like we we spitballed does the Republican Party split? Does Q just like eat all its crazies and take them and form the crazy party? And I mean that's what they've done, but Trump is leading the charge and it just seems like he's making himself the worst power broker because he's eating his own like it, it's God, what's that old painting? Saturn eating his son, like his children, or Titans eating his his own power base and like dissolving whatever power broking he gets to do by splitting the Republican Party. Well, I think the I think what people see as the as the power is that there's the threat that he runs in 2024, and if he runs, no one can think of a way that he doesn't win the nomination. I mean, that's the thing is like he's so popular with the Republican base that it would be so hard for anyone else to like come in and like run against him and say, no, you did a bad job. No, like COVID was a bad thing. You fucked it up because like this whole time, anyone who any Republican who tries to say that Trump did a bad job on COVID, there's all the tape of them saying Trump's doing the best job on COVID imaginable. He's doing the greatest thing you could ever hear of like. Ted Cruz was on the record saying that COVID was going to go away on November 4th and like all this kind of shit. Like all of these guys just got like so whole hog into the cult of Trump that having to fight him in four years, it's going to be like really like so tough to go from lapdogs and sycophants and ass kissers to no, Don, you actually did a really bad job and I wasn't happy with it. When it's like, no, you were on, t- you were on tape, like being his total lapdog the whole time. So it's really great that you're coming out and saying you didn't like him now, but when you actually could have done something about it, you didn't. I mean, any Republican who's any Republican senator who's in office right now who isn't Mitt Romney voted to acquit him in, impe- in impeachment. So if you had any problems with what Trump was doing, you had your chance to either like performatively say you were getting rid of him or legitimately getting rid of him and you didn't do it. You so, how, so here's a, here's an important question that I, I personally haven't thought about much uh, just because I've been basking in the glow of uh, at least four more years of sanity. Is it the nut for Democrats? If Trump goes up for reelection and wins the nom in 2024, because th- th- then like doesn't, do, don't the Democrats just have an easy roadmap for just beating the tar out of that guy, like left and right. Just being able to point to like, you know, all of his failures in general, but also the fact that like at the very end of his presidency, when the world needed it most, like he could not rally his own base to support like a measure like a two thousand dollar check. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It would be very interesting. I mean, I think that uh given like the fact that he so much shit is gonna come out and so much crap is gonna be like thrown at the walls. Like the moment he's out of power, all the book deals, all the mm. this is what's really going on, like all that shit is gonna make him so toxic and so like awful. And then there's like the fact that he's probably gonna be in court fighting all the New York State charges against him for like four years. That New York's been sharpening their knives for months now. Yeah, I mean, like, there was, like, because the Supreme Court had ruled that, like, they were allowed to see his taxes. They just had, like, kind of filed the right right lawsuit to get him, even while he was president. So, like, literally at uh, noon on January 20th, when Trump's no longer the president, Deutsche Bank is going to hand his tax returns to the New York District Attorney, and, like, that's going to happen. So, like... All of these things are going to happen that are going to make him less and less palatable to the American public at at large. And the fact that like Trump was kind of melting down from like his dementia at the end of his presidency. So four more years of that. I mean, yes, I I know that there, I know there's a lot of people who be like, oh my god, don't say it, Mike, don't say it. But like, yeah, I'd love to run against Trump again. I think that would be incredible because he'd be in a much worse position than he is right now because. In 2016, he only won because he was a blank slate. It was like this idea of a vision of a, a businessman running America like a business, this genius deal maker, this billionaire self-made man, and all this bullshit. And then we got four years of that. And yes, I know the Electoral College, if a few things break the wrong way, he wins. But like four years later, he lost even more in the popular vote than he did previously. And so... I don't see how, like, he turns the tide. I don't see how this goes badly because the other thing that's going to happen is, is when Biden gets in, like, they're going to actually run the vaccine program and all of this stuff, like, well. We're actually yeah, so, so like, yeah, I was, I was about to bring that up. I mean, like, in the, in the, in the future is going to point to the Trump presidency as the president, the presidency that was failing while COVID was happening. And then, you know, even if he doesn't have very much to do, even if he had nothing to do with like the development of it, uh, Biden gets to be the ass in the seat when the vaccine rolls out. So he gets to be the sitting president when like, hopefully COVID is over. And, and that, I mean, that yeah, seems like a big fucking to, win to me. He gets to say, take the same victory lap that uh, Trump took. Like who did, I, God, I don't even remember. Like so much happened during the Trump presidency. Like, I feel like he took some undue victory laps that were Obama's, but that's just the nature of the game. Yeah, but the thing is right now, 
all these people are talking about how the vaccine rollout is being botched and how it's like not good. Yeah. So like we're, we're going to be dealing with that for like another 20 odd days. And then when Biden gets in, you're actually going to have like a person who knows how government works, like uh, in- invoking that defense act to make those companies make more vaccines, like doing all of these things to actually get shit rolling, talking to all the states, setting up the infrastructure, actually making it work. Cause like they were saying that like right now, the way like the Trump rollout has gone to pro- like at our current pace, it would take 10 years to properly vaccinate America yeah, I, under, I operation, yeah, under operation warp speed. And I'm figuring that Biden's going to get that down to like, like one or two years because he's not a fucking idiot. So I just think that like the, those kinds of things, you're going to, you're going to have that. You're going to have like Biden running on the fact that like he got America vaccinated and cleared of COVID like we came out of this like horrible crisis under like the steady hand on the wheel of Joe Biden. And like, really, I just don't see a lot of people um, like wanting to yearning for Trump. Cause like they're going to turn all of this shit that Trump and the Republicans hate back on Trump. They're going to be like, you know why we wore masks for two years? Trump. You know why all of this dumb shit happened? Trump. Like his, poor performance here was why we had to eat all that shit and like that's going to be the narrative and that's going to be like the blowback against him if like he tries it if he tries to put his foot in the door and run for president again yeah we really have just been showing our entire ass to the world for like four years speaking of of covid now seems like as good a time as any to segue into it to some sad but also ironic news uh, as uh, Republican Congressman-elect Luke Letlow uh, died of COVID just recently. And, and he was 41 years old. This is a young guy who, uh, according to the people that were, like, treating him, said he, he had no other conditions that, like, this wasn't one of those things that, like, that the QAnon and the right-wing people like to talk about how these people are, like, on death's door and COVID gives them the gentlest of pushes. <laughs> and, like, they attribute it to the COVID when really they were dying anyways. But, no, this was a totally healthy as a horse dude, and he died. And what's really hilarious is, like, now um, I've seen, because QAnon are the biggest COVID truthers in the world, Apparently, this guy was having surgery due to an infection caused by COVID that was killing him. And during that surgery, he had a heart attack and died. So now QAnon's like, oh, he had a heart attack. That's what killed him. And it's like, no, all of the things that happened to him happened to him because of COVID. He had an underlying underlying condition, Mike. And that is to say that the condition he was afflicted with was, you know, not wanting to have his body cut open and his heart exposed or whatever. So it just gave up the ghost. He, he, he was a ticking time bomb the whole time. The second anybody sliced into that guy, he was going to drop. Yes. It doesn't matter if COVID was the reason they were slicing into him. That is irrelevant. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. So, I mean, like I, I have seen two different major QAnon promoters, like tweet out today. Oh, so he died of a heart attack. And it's just like you. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like if somebody hits somebody else with their car and like it like it breaks off a piece of their rib which rockets into their heart and kills them. At the end of the day, that's going to get reported as a vehicular homicide. We're not going to be like, well, the vehicle hit him, sure, but what really got him was when his rib broke and flew into his heart. That was what killed him. So if anything, you should be suing his ribs. 
Yes. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it, it's that kind of triple bank shot bullshit. This is the reverse nonsense. Cause like every now and then, like I, I hear these people talking about some guy got shot. They blamed it on COVID. And what, like that story was like literally a guy got shot, died, and like on his autopsy they found out how he had COVID, and it was a misreported like death, and then they corrected it immediately. But no, the story will never die, and all that kind of nonsense. This is the exact opposite of that, where like the guy has COVID, it caused all of his problems, but technically because he didn't die gasping for breath because his lungs were not working anymore, that means it was a heart attack and it had nothing to do with COVID. It's just yeah. No. These people are so miserable. Uh, I, I I got yelled at. I got yelled at uh, by uh, one of our listeners uh, for saying this on when I was when I was uh, on the Twitter trons. But if these pricks had existed back in the day uh, during the AIDS epidemic, they would have claimed that AIDS never killed anybody, which would be technically true because all AIDS does is weaken your immune system, so something else kills you, like pneumonia. It all comes back to the old joke. It's not the fall that kills you. It's the sudden stop at the end. It's like, yeah, if you're going to be a pedantic asshole, like, sure. Yeah, exactly. It's it's just like, so, yeah, it's so ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, so, and uh, there's plenty of videos and plenty of footage of, of, uh, of Luke here uh, campaigning without a mask, being in buildings without a mask, doing all that kind of shit, like backing Trump's stupidity. So... There are people out there who are like, hey, don't be a jerk. He wasn't a COVID denialist. And it's like, well, what what does that actually mean? Like, what is your definition for COVID denialism? Because I think if you're like campaigning in, in, in enclosed areas without wearing a mask and no one around you is wearing a mask, that's pretty bad. That's like, if that's not COVID denialism, then like, what is? Do you actually have to say 5G is causing it or some shit to be accused of that? Yeah, I mean, and also like like what am I so, am I supposed to mourn the passing? Like even if he wasn't anti-COVID in his messaging to his like constituents or whatever, at the very least he was laissez-faire enough about it where he just didn't take the world's most simple precaution of just wearing a mask when you're out in public. So it's like, well, what am I supposed to fucking mourn this guy's passing? Like maybe if the, maybe if all the footage was him like in masks and all that shit, and somehow he contracted it, then yeah, sure. Because I'm also seeing this like you know backlash as as always with this with this sort of stuff there are people online who uh they, they want to a more measured approach a more tactful approach to discussing stuff like this like some of that like like ultra leftist turning the other cheek mentality uh which even your boy l is not liberal enough to ascribe to because like i'm not pumped that this guy is dead but i'm also not about to yell at anybody who posts online that they might be happy that this guy's dead or at least not sad that he is I, I, I like when, when I when I had to Google search this person's name uh, for this story, I saw like a Yahoo News article that was just like the reaction to this guy's passing by this particular journalist is like repulsive or whatever. And it's just like, oh, why did they say, hey, this this ding dong decided that COVID wasn't a big deal. Then he caught it and now he's dead from it. So, you know, sucks for him. And they're just like, how dare you? My pearls. I have to I have to clutch them so that way I can tear them off dramatically when Joe Chill shoots me in that alley. Yes. But, yeah. Uh, hey, that that's far more topical than what we usually do for references around here. So my yeah. God. But uh, yeah, I mean, th- it it sucks like for a person to die, but like this this was a this was a guy who knew what was going on, and like it, more than anything, I mean, he's getting all the reports, he's getting all the health information from all these sources. 
being someone who's like either in, in, in government or like working to be a part of government. And yet he took no precautions because that's like the macho attitude of these Republicans. It's like, I ain't wearing a masked master of pussies. Yeah, I mean, they're God King after recovering uh, from uh, COVID, thanks to the power of like literally the best medical treatment a human being on the planet could get, uh, just defiantly tore off his mask. Just like, yeah, fuck it. Look, look at this stupid rag. It didn't protect me from shit. My mighty body did. And they're just like, dude, you're like, not the healthiest specimen. I think that masks are important. <laughs> yeah, and it's just that like, their the whole like ethos of the Republican Party is like so anti preventative measures, anti taking COVID seriously, like just refusing to acknowledge the problem. Uh, like all of these nut jobs who are screaming about open the country back up. I, America's supposed to be about freedom. Dagnab it. And they just do this stuff. They just keep rolling with these idiots and letting them get away with it. And it's just like, no, this is a serious thing. And maybe, maybe in a million years, thinking about the fact that you were supposed to have a a colleague with you in this session of Congress, and that person is not here because they're dead at the age of 41 due to COVID, Maybe that would shake him out of their stupor, but I'm, I'm yeah. I mean, at least, at least when it happened to Herman Cain, like Herman Cain had like an advanced age about him, you know what I mean? So that way they could just be like, oh, well, whatever. Like they they could be a little more flippant about the cause of his death, right? But this guy's forty one. That is not an advanced age. That is a very unadvanced age. That's let's let's say middle advanced age, <laughs> though, perhaps around the middle of one's life. Yeah, I'm I'm older than 41, so I mean, hearing that shit's like kind of terrifying. It's like fuck. I mean, gotta go get you some COVID, baby. Yeah, that'd be great. Look I mean, some doorknobs. <laughs> oh, uh, did I send you the photos of like of the garb I wear at work now? Did I send uh, you the photos of the doorknobs I was looking? That's that's where I thought you were going with that. No, I I, 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 I haven't seen that the 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 poker appropriate hazmat suit that you wear now. <laughs> I I uh, I have basically a face shield that looks it's the front section of one of those things you strap onto a dog or a cat so they can't scratch with their ears. Like I have this, I have this giant like skull shield now on top of my mask and every time I move to a new table I have to like wipe down everything on that table that I'm going to touch for like that period of time and then I hand the cleaning gear to the other dealer who then goes to the next table and sanitizes it. So and then we have some sort of poker dealing stormtrooper. Yes, that's literally what we are. Doug, you, just, you just need to go to some fucking fancy street or comic book artist, like like uh, like an NHL goalie, and just like get get your mask all all pimped out. I I have lobbied management to get the green tint on my mask, so it can be like the dealer visor. Only it's just my face shield. It's just a giant green tint. Get get, but, get, get a custom one made. Get get that uh, shit three D printed, dog. Yes, I'm gonna have to go find a 3D printer and get my green, my lime green shield face shield. But yeah, I mean, it's like it's it just it just goes to show that like if you take this shit seriously, like you take it seriously, and if you're gonna be a fucking clown about it, you're gonna be a fucking clown about it. And 
I'm just trying to hang on for and not catch this crap for like another few months. Then hopefully the Biden administration will be able to get me the vaccine and then I will take it fucking immediately. And everyone's like, are you scared of the vaccine? I'm like, no, because I don't want to have to fucking wear my face shield anymore. I want to go back to a normal life. Yeah, I, I, I love the people that are that now, now that the vaccine is like on the horizon. People are just like, oh, shit, I don't know. Or like, oh, are you nervous about taking the vaccine? And it's just like. No, man, 2020 sucked. I want that shit to be over. I want to get back to my fucking life. I want to be able to go outside and like hang out with friends. Like, fuck it. Shoot me. Shoot me with the needles. What, what's like, what's the worst that could happen? I'm going to die. Big deal. <laughs> at, least, at least I will be dying trying to do COVID prevention and not dying right now. Right. Crazy. Anyway, do yeah. we want to, uh, do we want to roll into some Q drops? Uh, I was gonna put I was gonna put that to the panel because we had like more business conducted the, at the back end of this thing. So if we wanted to do a couple drops, we could do that, or we could just roll right into questions, as it were. I'm, I mean, I I'm feel like the- technically, like our podcast is supposed to be about Q drops, or at least like you know, all, all the stuff we talk about is at least partially related to Q, including the COVID talk, because so many of the Q idiots are uh, COVID deniers. But we didn't do a drop last week, right? No. Yeah. Okay, so let's bang, let's bang oh, out a couple. Let's roll into one drop. Let, 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 let's give it. Let's get back to the, the the former meat and potatoes of the show before we just became a like a, <laughs> politi- a political news uh, show with a side of like dated pop culture references. <laughs> so uh, where last we left, uh, we were on the we had just done the first Alice and Wonderland uh, statements. So that puts us at Q drop forty eight, which. Uh, Let's find out how great it is. Oh, it's quite great. Clearance. What hint does that explicitly refer to? DOE? Who would have the goods on U1? Does stating Q refer that person works in DOE? No. Does it refer that someone dropping such information has the highest level of security within all apartments? Does it refer that someone dropping such information has the highest level of security within all departments? Why is this relevant? May 2010. B.O. Russia should be viewed as a friendly partner under Section 123, the Atomic Energy Act of 1954, after agreeing to a new nuclear weapons reduction deal and helping U.S. with Iran. Who is the enemy? What is being continually stated by all these? Russia is what? What did the Russia Reset really provide? Clearance, pathway to complete the U1 deal? Why is the Canadian PM so important? They never thought they were going to lose. The calm before the storm. I think this is the, the I think this is the first like post that Q ever made that uh, actually lended a little credibility to the fact that he might actually have Q level clearance and possibly work in the Department of Energy because the the first paragraph is just him just being like what. Q clearance only means Department of Energy. That's not right. I could be from anywhere. I could be any government guy. It doesn't have to be the DOE. Don't worry about it. Yeah, shut up. Yeah, you're just like it, it could be from. It could be Q clearance from anywhere, guys. Yeah, I just, so, want, I just it, want to like 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 the open on a Q drop. And what is it? Is he trying to tell us how to save America? No, he's desperately trying to cover his ass. Yeah, he just like he panics and he realizes that Q level clearance like pins him down to a certain thing. So then he's like, "No, no, it doesn't mean that. No, it means something totally different. It means I uh, get to know everything. Shut up." Yeah, Q level clearance means me and Trump are bros. That's what it means, asshole. Shut up. I mean, it's like it feels like he 
did I hear him right? Did he say Russia should be trusted in that one? Uh, he said that Obama said that, like uh, that in, in 2010. And, and again, like this has to do with uh, the Uranium One non-scandal, which is, again, not a thing where uh, they just like kept like pissing and moaning about this evil selling of uranium to Russia, even though Russia is the good guys and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, at, the, at this point in the narrative, like, so is Q implying here that Russia is the bad guy or is a bad guy? And if so, how does that jive with Donald Trump's love of Russia? Yeah, he's. It seems like Q is just trying to trying to figure out what his play here is with Russia because this is back when like the Mueller investigation was nebulous and they thought Mueller was on their side. I mean, like this is the fact that like Q and the Q drops were a like a living narrative that shifted with the news. So um, now he's like trying to make up like some sort of like murkiness between Iran and Russia and uranium one. And what did Canada have to do with yeah, any of this? Why is it? Why is it? Was it Trudeau? Why, why is it dragging the, the Canadian PM into this? Uh, yeah. That, uh, that doesn't make any sense either, but I, I think that mostly has to do with the fact that uranium one is a company in Canada that, um, there's a Canadian company that Russia bought out in order to uh, mine the uranium in the in the uranium mines there. But again, if you look at all the uranium and where it went, it was almost entirely just transported between America and Canada. And none of it was turned into uh, weapons level uh, uranium. It was all just for nuclear reactors in both countries. And then they sold some uranium to some countries in Europe. But that was it. Like, there's never been any attempt to refine any of this uranium into, like, weapons. Like, that just isn't true at all. But, Mike, but, did anyone ever think of following Huma? <laughs> it was all on the laptop. Not oh, God. The one, but the second one, Hunter yes. laptop had it. Yes. I don't I, I know, like, if you if you change the inflection on uh, on Riddler Q, a lot of his stuff just seems like, it doesn't seem like he's trying to be cryptic. It just seems like he's actually looking for answer. <laughs> Russia is what? What did the Russia reset really provide? Why is the Canadian PM so important? <laughs> <laughs> he he goes from a like really super super secret spy to like just Jerry Seinfeld working on a new bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is Q clearance? Yeah. I mean, What's the deal with U one? Yeah, it's just all that. I mean, yeah, this is. This is like an incredibly aggressive Riddler Q post. He even got a why is this relevant in there? Uh, I mean, Calm Before the Storm showed up. Yeah. Yep. Calm Before the Storm again. Yeah. I mean, Calm Before the Storm is here and he's working it into that regular rotation. Uh, Let's move on to the next one just so we can get a a knock a couple of these out before going to questions and then our our post shilling Hall of Honors. Yes. Q drop 49. Follow Sam Grassley. What is different, effective this week? What do you notice? Why does Sen Grassley, one example, have a higher than normal amount of security detail? Why is Grassley and others held in a secure location? When did this start? What has been different this week? U1 FBI informant. Have secret sessions been underway? How could this be discovered? What must be reported even if filed under state secrets? It's a name recognized around the world. Alice and Wonderland. 
<laughs> it's a name recognized around the world. So Coca-Cola, is Coca-Cola on this one? Yeah, I think it's Coca-Cola. That sounds right to me. McDonald's? Is, is, is McDonald's in the pocket of the cabal? I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that this was uh, a two-year or three-year delta to the McRib or something. I think we're <laughs> I think we're getting somewhere. I think we're getting close. Uh, and the thing about this is, is like, there's no fucking way I would know a goddamn word of what he's talking about. Like Senator Grassley has more security. I mean. Again, this is about the narrative that, uh, like, literally the next day, November 3rd is when the world's supposed to fucking end. So now a Republican senator has more uh, security around him because tomorrow the National Guard's going to storm Washington, D.C. and start cuffing and stuffing all the bad guys. And this bullshit about uh, Uranium One FBI informant is, again, obviously bullshit because there's fucking nothing to Uranium One. So. It's just, I just love that, like, this is... Hey, it doesn't have to be bullshit. Maybe their informant just informed them that nothing was happening. <laughs> they just informed them of the facts. They are still yeah. technically an informant. Yeah, he's like, hey, guys, Uranium One was totally on the up and up. That's that's really all there is to it. I don't know why you called me out here, but thanks for the steak dinner. I'll catch you I, don't, I don't know why you called me into this dimly lit parking garage and instructed <laughs> me to wear this trench coat. I'm just going to tell you, hey, guess what? It's above board. Yeah, what board is mining uranium can be? Yes, <laughs> Lord. Riddler Q just frustrates. It just frustrates me now. Yeah, because and, and the thing about this is that this is like the these are like leading questions that no one in QAnon or that's following him would have any ability to answer because uh, it's just like unverifiable nonsense, like. Where would you go, like, to search on the internet or anywhere to find, like, the information that Chuck Grassley has a couple more guards on him this week? And, like, what would that actually mean? And how would anyone have any ability to confirm or deny that story? I mean, it's just, it's such a bizarre thing. And Grassley was held in a secure location? Was What does that mean? Was it against his will? Did he agree to it? Did, did like some men in black suits like walk up to him and go, Mr. Senator Grassley, come with us. He's like, what? Huh? He's just like, they just put him in a basement and they're like, you have to stay here uh, so we can declare martial law and arrest slash kill all the Democrats. Well, they needed to keep him in a secure location while they questioned him about how Doc Brown and Marty McFly stole his uranium. Clearly, clearly. Yes. Sergeant, how dare you shake your head dismissively at that? Back to the Future is an incredible movie. It is. It is. That reference is an incredible reference. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You you don't don't think I was super serious because I couldn't actually get that one out without laughing? Um, Okay, well, we did our our due diligence. We we got through a couple of Q-drops. We're still trying to make it to that that enigmatic Q-drop 75 that Mike keeps telling us is the bee's pajamas. Uh, 72, but yes. 72, 75. It's all the same shit to me. Yeah. (laughs) It, we're, we're like two thirds of the way there. We've made it to Q drop fifty, so it's like it's it's all downhill at this point. Yeah, well, we're halfway there, but I mean, how many how many episodes have we recorded? It feels like we've been doing this for years. Oh, well, uh, four four years. This is our four year anniversary. Congratulations! I, I think it just feels like it feels like we've been recording for years because it feels like everything has been happening for years in twenty twenty because you're just fucking yes. in your house all the time. Time is twenty twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty. The year that was a decade. So yeah, I mean. 
Um, All right, so now it's time for everyone's favorite segment, listener questions. We don't have a bump for this. <laughs> we'll have to yell at the voice of Q to give us a bump for the listener questions. Uh, yes, you, you don't think my you don't think my little song was good enough? Uh, we can we can we can maybe chop it up, make it make it a drop. It's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, auto tune the shit out of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna sound like I'm gonna sound like share circa. Do you believe in love? <laughs> so uh, Jeff uh, Baines or Janes, I, I have no idea. It's, I'm terrible with names, but you have a stormtrooper for your avatar, so you'll know it's you. Uh, he asks the question we're all asking: Where's Huma? <laughs> um, good fucking question. She, I she barely has know a who in the server. She's yeah. hiding in a an even more secret, secure location with the laptops. And the server, and I feel like there's another thing that is their like twenty eighth grail. Like they they have so many grails. <laughs> they they are pretty grail tastic. Do you have any idea where she is, though? I mean, I barely know who she is. So I mean, if we if we're like we're we're just gonna we would just have to run down the whole list for me, pretty much. Like who who Huma, and also why Huma? <laughs> what Huma? <laughs> no, when Huma? <laughs> No, I, I mean, like, uh, if, if you're looking for a funny response for this or for me, I got pretty much nothing because I have no, I, since I barely know who she is, I certainly don't know what she's up to. Uh, the correct answer is that you will you will know this, but only if you're a street kid and take the right dialogue tree when you're talking to Alt Cunningham. So, <laughs> I'm just going to make that clear. So uh, thank you for the question. So uh, Kiz Epic asks, uh, do you think Trump Q supporters will build a viable third party when Trump is gone? No, no, I don't think it'll be viable. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're going to try to make a third party. I just don't think it's going to be any good. I mean, remember the Tea Party? Does anybody remember Tea Party? Yeah, the Tea Party that immediately just got glommed onto and co-opted by the Republicans and then became a poison inside of them and gave us pieces of shit like Ted Cruz. I think that's what's going to happen here. Is you're going to get like Tea Party on steroids, where the QAnon people try to make a third party realize that like that's going to go nowhere and they're probably only going to get like five to seven percent of the vote but being a poison inside the republican party and running people in primaries in midterm elections when nobody shows up to vote because it's midterms and no one no one knows those matter that's how you get crazy people in the congress and then the power of incumbency keeps them there Mm. so like that's the real danger of 2022 is that you're going to have these people like CJ Truth, who I'm always talking about, because he was the one who was like, I might primary Dan Crenshaw. So it's like you're going to have even more QAnon people than Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert uh, running in 2022. And in a midterm, the people that vote are like the extremists. They're the people that really care about this shit. So like this is when QAnon people have a much better chance of breaking through. So like this is going to be a like really scary primary season because this is when like the rock is going to roll away from the mouth of the cave and all the QAnon lunatics are going to come out. As soon as you start saying this is when the rock, I was like, what is what does Dwayne Johnson have to do with any of this? I was immediately my brain just bro, the, the, like it, uh, like Donald Trump is going to be killed and consumed by Dwayne the Rock Johnson, who will take his powers and lead the One America Party. Uh, to great success. <laughs> Seems incredibly likely. Uh, then Kiz's second question is, by the way, can you explain what the Q, the Q clock is? The answer is yes, but it would take four hours. 
So uh, maybe some other day when this isn't on the back end of the podcast, maybe we'll do like a special episode of like the Q clock and it's mind melting bullshit, but uh, it's incredibly dumb. Like the dumbest thing you've ever heard of in your life times 10. That's <laughs> it is now i'm curious see i like like if i had to imagine what the q clock was i would imagine it being sort of like the uh the doomsday clock but you know as the as the needle move or as the hand moves it gets closer to uh anything q said ever being correct and it turns out that right now on that particular q clock we're still at 1201 because that dude has never even been close to being right Exactly. That is what Q is, a deeply stupid moron who never gets anything right. <laughs> I love that Mike was like a little, a little like, so the, the audience can't see him, but I could see him. So I could see that Mike was a little bit distracted there. So his brain just went to like this canned response, which is like, yes, yes, Q people are stupid. And it's hard to agree with them or hard to disagree with them, I should say. <laughs> No, I just I just managed to annihilate the tab where the questions were. I had to like come back and get it, and then I found it. it oh, I'm sure you had a good reason. I just thought it was really funny that it was just like, oh, I can only put half of my I can only put half of my attention into this question right now. So I can't response. Q people are stupid. <laughs> Looks hey. like the clowns of Congress did it again. What a bunch oh, of clowns. God, those clowns! <laughs> yeah. Um, Lost Jack asks, uh, do you want to use the secret cabal to make lots of money? I was cu- I was uh, curious with the whole adrenochrome thing. I went to look, and it is a pretty simple molecule. Just tell the cabal to forward $10 million for a chemical plant, that I'll make kilos of the stuff for them. I think they don't like it, so we'd want them to send money to get us to not make it, right? Uh, no, adrenochrome is the no, ultimate. No, uh, the cabal loves adrenochrome. They can't get enough yeah. Yeah, all loved it. I'm sorry. I I'm like I flipped it in my head. I thought we would get the Q idiots to pay us to make adrenochrome for them. No, no. This is the making the getting the cabal. We're going to be the cabal's private makers of adrenochrome. Oh, well, to okay. answer the first part of the question, yes, we would love to use the cabal to make a ton of money. That would be great. But as for your money making scheme, I don't think it's going to work because. Anyone who's willing to pay for this stuff knows that the best, freshest, greatest adrenochrome comes out of the body of terrified children. And there's no way to make it in a lab and give it that same sort of, uh, you know, je ne sais quoi taste to it. It's sort of like yeah. it's sort of like a like like test tube meat. Like, yeah, it's technically meat, but it's missing that little something that lets me know that something died for it. It's like I can't believe it's not butter. I can believe it's not butter because I can taste the difference. I can't yeah. believe it's not harvested from the blood of scared children. <laughs> that needs to be the actual label of adrenochrome you get from labs which is aka all adrenochrome well um, what, what's our stock market ticker going to be when we uh when we go public with that company because that that name is a mouthful uh i think it would probably be something involving a like uh the word kid or something <laughs> like i don't know Kid S or like S kid for like screaming ch- kid. I don't know. I'm no, just, just, just to fuck with him, it will be a lowercase D, then a capital Q, and then a lowercase B. So it looks like Q doing a double thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good to me. Thanks for your question. Yes. Uh, oh, and uh, by the way, I remember back in the Halcyon days of like even pre Q adrenochrome lunacy. Uh, Highway Patrol Anon claimed that they had busted an adrenochrome ring that it, that had adrenochrome with a street value of a trillion dollars. Greatest LARP comment ever in the history of the chance. 
they made a trillion dollar drug bust. Yeah. So um, the Grand Inquisitor AIS Millard asks, uh, Cabal members in the Q world are both Satan worshippers and worshippers of Moloch. So do Satan and Moloch have fights between them? Do they ever try to get Cabal members to one of their sides? Like, they don't seem like they should be teammates because they're bad guys that are kind of territorial. Uh, bro, sometimes teammates, uh, well, sometimes bad guys that are territorial have to team up for the greater good. Or I guess in this case, the greater bad. So who knows? Who who says they can't be buddies? Yeah, I mean, this is the thing is that when you are facing the might of Donald Trump and Q team and Michael Flynn, I mean, what could Satan and Moloch do other than ally to stop them? I mean, this is like the Sinister Six getting together to beat the shit out of Spider-Man. I mean, you're you're just you're just facing a foe out of your power level, so you got to find other bros to help you, or else you're screwed. Yeah, it took six six, six supervillains teaming up together to deal with that one teenage kid with all the powers of a spider. And I'm here to tell you, I've killed a lot of spiders in my day. Not one of them really fought back that great. The one that did almost get me got me when I was asleep, like a fucking gutless coward. <laughs> So it's like shit. If it take, if it takes six supervillains to team up to defeat a guy who is like able to cling to a wall, then you know, in the real world where the stakes are much higher and the enemies are that much more potent, of course it only makes sense that Lucifer and Moloch would join hands to usher in the promised era of black fire and like national health care and like treating people better. Hmm, yeah. weird. It's, fun. it's funny how when you look at it like this, it doesn't really seem like the devil's jam at all. Not aggressively hating gay and trans folk. I mean... Uh, I, love the idea that, I love the idea that Lucifer's hand is on the wheel trying to get to a national healthcare place where he's just like, yeah, I want all these damned souls, but I'm willing to wait for them to live another 30 years because now they can go to a doctor when they're sick. And she's like, that's a pretty, that's a pretty slick move, devil. I don't, I don't know what the punchline is to that, but you're going to get me with it because it seems yeah. mighty confusing to me. I remember, like, Major Dad one day had a tweet about how, like, everything the Democrats want is a Shycom plot. And, like, one of those things was, like, universal health care. And it's, like, the Chinese communists are, like, first we give the Americans good health care and then their country will fall. And it's just, it's like, what, like, what is wrong with you people? Why do you people not want health care? And if you're major dad, can't you go to the VA? Aren't you on like socialized medicine anyways? Uh, yeah, it depends on how long he didn't actually serve for. <laughs> All right, Sarge. I don't know if you're familiar with this podcast, but you're not, you're not supposed to bring any sort of like actual knowledge to the table. Like we're all supposed to be idiots. So yeah. how dare you? How yeah. dare you levy your military service knowledge to know that maybe... Maybe that's true. <laughs> yes, Sarge talking about the military. How dare you? I know. It's yeah, so your name funny. is ironic. Like if anybody ever called me tiny or if anybody ever called Mike handsome. Boo! <laughs> Boo. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Nobody saw it coming because um, it was totally out of nowhere and for like literally no reason. Just throw that, throw a heater over the plate in my grains. <laughs> and much deserved for me. I, I, I deserve this. I mean, I, I hey, people Photoshop my head on people's bodies all the time. This is my life now, is accepting my ugly hideousness for all the world to see. So 
I might as well take it from everybody. I appreciate it. So uh, that wraps up our listener questions for this week. So uh, because I've been derelict previously, uh, I need to start actually being a good boy and thanking all the people that have actually supported us on Patreon and have taken care of us by doing what we ask at the start of the show and actually giving us their hard-earned money in support of what we are doing. Which Ambushing I- Mike right now with this uh, petition of mine. Petition to make our, our patrons certified beautiful babies. <laughs> all, of our, all of our listeners are beautiful babies. But the ones that give us money are certified beautiful babies. Okay. <laughs> uh, this petition is approved, and I will accept it. So, uh, first of all, uh, the this is the people that have donated $2, or in the case of one person who's donated 3 which I much appreciate. Uh, this is your one-time shout-out and, and admission to the Beautiful Baby Club, as it were. Certified beautiful baby. Certified. I, I don't want the people who are not paying us to think that they are not beautiful or babies. They are still both of those. They are still my beautiful babies. But these people are, have, have achieved a higher level of beautiful babydom. And in the future, if people want to give us more money, I can invent even higher tiers. Of be- <laughs> if you want to be a VIP beautiful baby, VIP deluxe beautiful baby, platinum beautiful baby. <laughs> it's going to happen. All of these things are going to happen. So, uh, in appreciation to these people, uh, the shout-outs will begin as followed. Uh, Troy F., Tony F., uh, Rahat R., Paul Curry, Lauren S., Kess R., Joshua Arnold, uh, Fran P., uh, Dr. Ellen, Devin M., uh, 29th Amendment Now, uh, uh, Anthony D., Alan B., Aaron J., uh, Malpertius, which, uh, man, I wish I had any idea on that name. Uh, Dionysus, 2001. Uh, Kate R., uh, thank you all so much for that, uh, for taking care of us, and we appreciate that. Yeah, way, way, way to rep uh, Bacchus, that person whose name is Dionysus, 2001. <laughs> yes, and uh, for the record, those last three were actually $5 members, so you guys are even better and more beloved, and I appreciate that. Um, so, um, I will hit buttons on my computer because I have destroyed my, my life, but, um, beyond yeah, we can't trust my grains with anything. No, you cannot. Uh, then we have the $5 group of people that include those guys, those wonderful, beautiful, those verified, uh, certified, beautiful bean babies, analyzed beautiful babies. Um, we have uh, ASI Millard, the Grand Inquisitor, who is a $5 donator. Uh, Shad P, Nick W, Loretta S, Kelly S, uh, Jennifer G, uh, Elphicton. I have no idea how to say your name. And you'll have to yell at me on Patreon or in DMs to get that right. Uh, Cheryl, with no last initial. Uh, Chairman Walkman, Cameron O, and uh, Sarah Hightower, who is an incredible QAnon researcher. And if you guys don't follow her, Please do so immediately because she's really good. Um, Thank then, you. Was that everybody? That was the five dollar people. We still have a few more people. Oh shit! See, I, did, I didn't even know we had people above the five dollar. Oh, wow. oh my god, we do. We do, and uh, we love them. We we welcome and appreciate them very much. This is the people who uh, on Haps when I was doing my recordings on Haps. This would be the Lady Gaga tier, the hand of the <laughs> devil, as it were. Um, these are $10 subscribers for, uh, and thank you so very much for doing that for us. 
uh, Stephen M, Scott S, Sean R, NH in Mindy, who are some level of certified beautiful baby that I don't have verbiage for, but I'm sure Elle will figure that out next month when we go over the roles at the end of the month as well. They, they can be clarified beautiful babies, which doesn't sound very good, but if you've ever had clarified butter, tell me that shit's not dope. Let's be real. <laughs> But no, uh, all joking aside, uh, we really appreciate uh, everybody who is uh, supporting the podcast, either just by listening or for those people who have the uh, the extra money to throw our way. Uh, you really do make a difference. You're helping us get our equipment in order. Hopefully the podcast sounds better now than it did when we started. And that's sort of like the proof of the pudding that you guys are making a difference. And, you know, it, it is sort of humbling that like uh, r- routinely our podcasts are starting to get up around uh, you know, four or 500 listens. And uh, that means that we, we, we are experiencing growth. So uh, do what you can to get the word out and uh, help us out any further. Uh, and, uh, Mike, finally, we have, oh, sorry. What was that? Finally, I, we have two people that have actually gone to the $20 tier that are the literal titans of the podcast that are carrying us on their backs. Wow. Like, wait, 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 I seem to, I seem to recall asking if we were done, Mr. Mike. <laughs> I, are these people donating in media res? Is this happening right now? Yes. No. Breaking yeah. donation news. It literally just happened. No. But uh, the two people that are on this on this exalted tier, which is the George Soros tier, they are actually working hand in hand with the man who's destroying the world. Uh, Leanne O and the Miami Dolphins quarterback, uh, Tua Tua <laughs> Uh, I appreciate it very much, and I hope you actually keep your job from Ryan Fitzpatrick. Although, after what happened last week, that seems kind of dicey. But uh, I hope you're a good quarterback in the future, Tua, and I hope you keep giving us 20 bucks a month because that would be wonderful. And uh, if you actually want to give me your real name because you're actually not Tua, that would be fine also. But uh, You don't know who's not Tua. You don't know how far your reach goes. I, don't, I have no idea. I could we could be one of the favorite podcasts of the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. That I feel like I feel like dur- during the role there was like one person who was like Jennifer G or whatever. That could be Jennifer Garner. You don't know. This is possible. You, you do make a good point. Wouldn't that be delightful? Yeah, she's, she's a lovely actor. Yes, and she shills for Capital One. So if Capital One, if you're listening, we would love to shill for your credit card. Oh, yeah. I feel like we haven't done that bit in a while. We need to get back to appealing to anyone who might listen as part of our overall shilling plans. So just be like, please support the podcast. Oh, God. We don't, care who, we don't care who it is. My pillow. I know we've said some terrible things about you on the record, but if you want to give us that money, I'm sure that pillow is probably pretty good. If my pillow guy or the Overstock guy uh, want to give us money and turn us into a hard right lunatic podcast, uh, we have no scruples or uh, credibility. Not, not none. none. We will sell out so hard and so fast. This podcast will take a 180 degree turn. <laughs> Donald Trump will be the God Emperor. It, it'll be great. Uh, so if you guys, uh, if we're thrown in the side of the right enough, and if we've dinged Q1 on enough that you want to buy us off, uh, we have low, low prices. It's incredible how <laughs> pathetic we are. You have no idea. When we conceived the idea of Hellworld, the, the place that we have adventures in, I think we all sort of felt like it was, you know, a little uh, a little more like the road in terms of an apocalypse. But <laughs> if, you, if you guys want us to, sp- want us to sell out, uh, the, the adventures that we could be having in Hellworld, it could be a beautiful, whimsical post-apocalypse, like Adventure Time. And 
the adventures we have in it could be wonderful. So, uh, you know, uh, any liberals who are still listening, this is, these are all lies. We're going to pretend like we're going to sell out. And we're going to funnel all that money into like anti-child trafficking or whatever, except for the slice that we take to live like Kings. <laughs> <laughs> all, yeah, all of the money that we get will actually go to our own grandiose decadence and planned parenthood so that we can continue getting the adrenochrome from the aborted babies. It'll be great that way. I feel like I'm pretty close to a charity personally. So, uh, <laughs> So if we sell out, I promise that a significant portion of that money will be going to charity. We really do uh, appreciate all that support. Uh, getting back to what I was saying before, Mike interrupted me with more, even even more glorious people that have been supporting us. So uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, please spread the word. Uh, once again, if you if you have the money to pitch in and you're not yet and you're thinking, damn, those guys are funny or damn, those guys suck. And I hope that this tiny amount of money will uh, will will make them shut up. Well, I can't promise that it will. But if you want to try uh, Patreon.com dot uh, com slash poker politics or if you want to give your money to a, an actual anti child endangerment and trafficking organization, you can donate to love one four six dot org. We've been sort of like unofficially partnered with them since the beginning. Go ahead and give them your money to actually do the work that QAnon supporters claim to be doing. Do uh, it fools. On, yeah, do it fools. On social media, you can find uh, the captain of the boat, Mike Rains, at uh, on Twitter at Poker Politics. Uh, you can find myself and Sarge on Twitter at Hellworld, spelled with a Q instead of an O, L, and Hellworld Sarge, uh, respectively. And uh, yeah, if you uh, if you want to, if you're in Georgia or if you're not in Georgia and you want to make a difference there, just like always, we uh, say t- tip your shekels in their direction if you can to, to try to tip the scales in the Democrats' favor, because my policy has always been vote blue, you cowards. Uh, anything to add, Mr. Mike or Mrs. Sarge? No, that's it. I just wanted to mention real quick that Love 146 is the charity that QAnon Casualties, the uh, QAnon, the support group on Reddit for people that are dealing with family members that have fallen into QAnon and have torn their families apart as a result. That was the charity that we decided to be a part of. So like that's like an extension of that is me promoting it on this podcast. Oh, hey. We've gotten, I think we, the last time I checked, we had over $1,200 that had been donated to Love146 through the direct link that you can find in my uh, profile on uh, Twitter and also on the QAnon Casualties uh, subreddit. So, like, that's, like, the kind of what what we tried to do and why I'm doing it. Yeah. So, and, and, and you know, it's uh, it might it might not sound like a lot of money, but because it's just coming from, you know, the, the generous pockets of people uh, during a, a global pandemic and all that, you know, every drop in the bucket counts. So if, if that drop is going into our particular bucket or the bucket of an organization that's going to help keep some kids out of danger, um, you know, either way is, is kosher with us. So, you know, if you have the extra money, just uh, spread it around as your heart uh, feels is appropriate and, you know, try to do whatever good you can in the world with it. All right. So, uh, the, having all, having taken care of all of our bookkeeping for the week, I think we're going to once again, seize the reins and take us out of this one, uh, as I've been doing now for probably about five minutes. So, uh, for another successful, if a little bit wake, uh, a little bit wake, if a little bit late episode of the adventures in hell world podcast, uh, I am L signing off for Sarge. And Mr. Mike Rains, good speed, Patriots. Nice. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I am a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.